Enjoy Friday night dinners at the American German Club. Doors open at 5 p.m. Dinner, dessert, and coffee services are served from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. only. There's a live band, full bar with liquor and wine, including German and domestic beers on tap. $10 for admission and dinner is just $12. Visit AmericanGermanClub.org for more info. You know what I hate? I hate when celebrities do something very extravagant, buy something very luxurious. There's people in the comments like, you could have donated that. Oh, we going backwards. You could have done this and that with your money. And it's like, who are you to tell people what to do with their hardworking ass money? First of all, do you know that artists, celebrities, the IRS, out of every check that you make, they automatically take 45% of your check. That means in order to spend 500000 you got to make at least a million. Then like an artist like me and a lot of uh, rappers that I know, they literally take care of their whole family. And that's not tax deductible because the IRS don't consider that a business. On top of that, being an artist, looking good for y'all, doing all this extra sh** to please y'all, that sh** costs money. Like me, for example, my bills... It's like, I'll say about 300000 250000 every single month. And I try to put it cheaper, and it's just it's not. It just is not. You know, you know the world is upside down when uh, Cardi B joins in with the people who, like me, who think we're taxed too much. <laughs> I just, um, I had to share that with you. I thought it was as funny as, as anything I've ever heard. First and foremost, what kind of accent is that? No. I hate, I hate when celebrities do something. Is she like Hispanic at all? She's Dominican. Oh, she is Dominican? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I never even, I don't know who she is, to be honest with you, except that her name comes up a lot. Um, but I, I think this is like one of the most compelling um, liberal voices for reducing taxation you know what i hate i hate when celebrities do something very extravagant buy something very luxurious there's people in the comments like you could have donated that or oh, we going backwards you could have done that with your money and it's like who are you to tell people what to do with their hard-working ass money first of all do you know that do you artists- know i just i love her I, I'm gonna have to start listening to like Cardi B music or something. Yeah, but you do know that she wants all her tax money to go to, to her the programs. No, to programs. No, she wants programs. them all to go to her. That's the what she wants. Programs. Nah. Whatever her tax money wants, she wants to go to basically socialized programs. I she didn't say that. And that she well, said she needs it to pay for her three hundred thousand uh, dollar beauty makeovers and to take care of members of her family her stuff. who don't uh, who don't work. <laughs> you know. I don't care what she wants her money. You know, I, I don't care um, what her ideology is. I, she's right on about about the uh, the idea that uh, government takes too much of her money. Period. You know, she wants she she doesn't. It, I mean, later on, other stuff. She doesn't want. She doesn't mind as much as the tax money going out. She just wants to use it correctly, like not be wasted on other other stuff that she doesn't feel that uh, is necessary. Well, but that's that's fair. I mean, all of us object to our tax dollars being used to, you know, see how quickly, uh, you know, uh, mice can run on treadmills or why um, overweight lesbians eat too much. I mean, I, I'm with her on, like, let's be a little more discerning about what we do with tax dollars. I think everybody's with that. Right. I mean, I don't think there's anybody who can talk about shrimp on a treadmill with a straight face and say, yeah, I want my tax dollars to pay for that kind of stuff or I don't think there's any of us who want our tax dollars to pay for things that you know we don't believe in like I don't believe tax dollars should be used for abortion how about that 
You know, I don't think we should be funding Planned Parenthood. I don't think we should be funding, um, you know, public radio. Let them go out and get advertisers like the rest of us. You know, there's a lot of things that we could probably all agree on. But hey, I just, I'm just very excited to finally know that uh, Cardi B is on the same page as me when it comes to uh, taxation. That's all. (laughs) Sorry. I Like I said, until about three weeks ago, I had no idea who Cardi B even was. Maybe a month ago. I don't know. You know, she's just a, you know, a, a rapper, right? She's very fiery. Let's put it that way. She, and she like got into all kinds of legal problems, yeah, too, didn't she? Yeah. yeah, because she went and shot a music video when she had a court date in New York. Hey, listen. <laughs> it was a great music She has video to pay too. the bills. The yeah, government yeah. is taking 45% of her money. <laughs> you know? I guess I she figured know. she could have a day off. From court because she pays so much in taxes. That's right. I didn't even have any idea that she was Hispanic. That's how little I know about Cardi B. So, you know, she's probably from my neighborhood. You've never seen that meme where they make a, a make fun of her? This is Cardi B at like um, 45 or, or like 50, and they have this old Dominican woman that looks exactly like her. You know, like the old Dominican grandma that has like the short hair. You know how like, uh, I don't know what it is with older Hispanic women. You didn't yeah, I was going to say, it's not They do the like the butch, yeah, like the little butch short haircut. haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is. My mom has one and like my aunt has one. I don't know what the deal is with that. Well, I think it that, is. you know, I think what would have been funnier is if they like had a picture of Cardi B as, uh, you know, um, what was her name? The one, Azucar. Um well, that's what the lady kind of looks no, like. No, but Asuka had big hair. Yeah, Celia Cruz, is it? Celia Cruz, right. You know, She's like my version of what uh, my mother um, looked like in her old age. They just get like wilder. They don't get any more sedate. But then you're right. There's that whole breed that get the little like uh, short haircuts. And they wear the like pantsuits and the polyester all the time. Like, Yeah, uh, what is that? I don't know. Where it's, did like, that sad. fashion statement come from where it just like gets ugly? Like they used to be beautiful. And dressed so nice and so elegant and everything. And then it just went into like this, whatever that is. Yeah, well, it's a good thing that it exists because otherwise Bells wouldn't have any <laughs> customers in it. Or <laughs> Well, no, Marshalls, you can still get some, you know, more modern-esque kind of clothes. Well, but that polyester, <laughs> you can't get it anywhere but Bells, you know. <laughs> or maybe, uh, well, I don't know about uh, down here, but we used to have stores called like Alexander's and EJ Corvettes up in New York. There no, you I get never it. heard of those places. No. Well, down here you had Zares and uh, and uh, Jefferson. What was it called? Uh, Jefferson's. Right? Jefferson's. I don't. You don't remember Jefferson's. Jefferson's? No. Oh my gosh. What was Jefferson's? Around? It was a part of Montgomery Ward, which was like a mail order house kind of that competed with. I can't believe this is all coming back to my memory right now. I'm not even a like a. A good shopper, but I do remember that. Uh, I do. You remember. know what this means, right? I'm getting old. You're gonna have the short bob haircut. No way. Soon. No way. It's I, my hair keeps getting longer as I get older, and people keep saying, "Like, don't you think you should cut your hair?" Old ladies aren't supposed to have the, long hair. The like Latina that. in you is gonna come out, and you're gonna start having the the short, spiky. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I'm gonna be a Latina like my mother. My mother was still wearing mini skirts in her 80s. And had the legs to pull it off. Well, too. if you can pull it off. Although I, I, I must admit, my husband was a little disturbed by Gladys Knight's uh, hem length at 70. He thought it was a little too short over there. At the, yeah. Although the singing couldn't have been any better. You know. She looks good for her. She looked great. I know. And huh? so did my mother. My mother, used to, when she used to go to, well, it was Jack LaLanne's when we started working out. And then it became like, I don't know... Uh, I forgot what the next incarnation of Jack LaLanne's was, but it was another kind of like fitness center. 
And my mother was actually their poster girl when she was 76 years old. They took a shot really? of her in her aerobics wear, you know, and like it was their, she was the cover girl down here. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm like 35 years younger and they didn't want my picture. <laughs> what does that say about you? Yeah, it's what it said about me is exactly right. And, and, and what it say about I started mother? out, I started working out harder. I'll tell you that. My mother took me to the, to Jack LaLanne's in uh, Fort Lee, New Jersey, when I was 12 years old and said, you must do this every day for the rest of your life. What's that? Work out. Work out, really? She was like, Yeah. Oh. She was like, my mother was taking aerobics classes before anybody knew what they were. Her and like Jane Fonda were jazzercising you, and stuff. You know what my, my thing was? Feed the animals. Take this 50-pound bag of feed and go feed the animals. That's good exercise as well. Yeah, you know. so my knees were shot by like 17. Well, we didn't have animals to feed in the city. We, um, we, we, oh, I lived in the, the gym. The... You were feeding animals, 50-pound sacks in the city? No, we, we had a farm out, out west. So oh, well, then you weren't in the city. You know what the nearest farm was when I was growing up? What was it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, where Sleepy Hollow, where the Sleepy Hollow? yeah, where the guy with the headless horseman yeah, was running that's around. Where you were staying? Well, that's the closest country. I you know. Is that a real place? Of course, it's a real place. Yeah, I thought that was make believe, to be honest. Sleepy Hollow. Yes, I did. Well, I think the headless horseman is make believe, but Sleepy but Hollow is real. That's why I thought it was fake. And there might have actually been a headless horseman. Who knows? Yeah, I doubt that. <laughs> Well, yeah, a headless horseman, really. Yeah. There was really a barber, um, uh, Sweeney Todd. Is that real, too? Absolutely. That That's, yeah, that's based believable. on a real story. Well, I could see a... I could see that happening, but a well, headless people horseman... people were hungry, so, you know, he was killing people and grinding it up for meat pies. Nice. Well, his girlfriend... Well, great was, empanadas. They made great Isn't empanadas. It? Human... <laughs> uh, oh, okay. I don't know how we got carried away into that direction, but... There we were, and we uh, are, are leaving that right now. A um, little, little later on today, I have a guest coming into the studio straight from, uh, you know, his life in Guatemala, where he's been living since the 70s, an American expatriate, and we're going to get the lowdown on what's really going on down there and certainly on some of these migrant caravanners that have started out there. Uh, and we'll check in with Derek at TMZ at 2 o'clock and... Uh, and and I will uh, ask him if he knows any other celebrities besides Cardi B who uh, feel like they're being overtaxed. Uh, apparently, even rappers are are coming along with the uh, Trump idea of, of reducing taxes on the high earners. Unlike uh, Ocasio. Hey, do you hear the funniest thing I heard today? The, the thing that put the biggest smile on my face? You know, um, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi uh, started a new committee in the House of Representatives. It is a committee on climate change. They're going to be studying climate change because, of course, that is their... They think that's going to win them an election, which is great. I want them to keep thinking that because nothing could be further from the truth. But uh, so she appointed the, I guess, eight members to the new committee on uh, climate change, man-made climate change or whatever the heck they call it. And uh, guess who she didn't put on the committee? Her best friend. AOC. Yeah. Of course. She didn't get on the committee. Well, the, what do you think was going to happen when she was sitting there protesting her, protesting in her, her office, office first day, not even signed? Exactly. She wasn't even sworn in yet, and she yes. was already protesting on top of her. But but she's designed the new Green Deal. I mean, how could you not put her on the uh, on the committee? She didn't even talk to anybody with the Green Deal. She just decided to make something up. No, no, she's working with an older statesman. 
I'm sorry. I, I try not to laugh. But some of these Democrats, they're just, they're funnier than anything I've ever seen. And all I know is um, totally non-political people came up to me yesterday. And I mean non-political people, people who didn't even vote in the last election, okay? Because they just said, none of it makes sense to me. I'm staying out of it. They came up to me last night and said, you know, I watched the State of the Union address and I saw that insanity that was going on there with those ladies in the white. And I heard this incredible speech by the president. Um, I think I'm going to vote for him next time. Uh, that is the worst news for Democrats that you could possibly get. But guess what, folks? Um, the, the only thing that will keep Donald Trump in office is not his base is not the, the rhinos that uh, never liked him, the never Trumpers. It's not Ann Coulter. It's not, uh, you know, even Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, Joyce Kaufman, uh, Mark Levin. That's not what's going to keep him in office. What's going to keep him in office is the way he's able to bring new people to him, and particularly people who are apolitical, non-political, or Democrats. Well, you know, for years, um, as I have criticized Elizabeth Warren's false claims to Cherokee heritage, a lot of times her supporters come back and say, well, she actually never claimed to be Native American. Um, we've known all along that she's made this claim, but now we have the documented proof. Um, I'm glad that she apologized to the Washington Post, and I'm also glad that she apologized to my tribe's chief, but I think that because she has made these repeated false claims publicly, at this point she needs to make a public apology. Cherokee people, Cherokee land. What was that? That was a Sonny and Cher song, I believe. But, uh, yeah, the Cherokee Nation is indignant uh, because after all these years of saying that, well, she never claimed that she was an American Indian, as she referred to herself on that Texas bar um, document, we now have proof. But isn't it funny how the proof disappeared so quickly? It was like, you know, it was out there on the Internet for about 30 minutes, and then it was like gone. Wow, that was interesting. Kind of like, uh, you know, some of the other stuff, like uh, this poor uh, Vanessa professor from Scripps, which, by the way, you know, just in case you did not notice, the college or the university where uh, Vanessa Tyson, who is the woman, Professor Vanessa, Dr. Vanessa Tyson, the woman who is accusing the um, Lieutenant Governor uh, Fairfax of uh, sexually assaulting her in 2004 at the Democratic National Convention, um, she's working in the exact same uh, university as Dr. Christine Blasey Ford is working. But isn't it fascinating how the media covered that case compared to how they're covering this one? So what is the difference? Oh, that's right. Dr. Ford was going after a conservative Republican in Judge Brett Kavanaugh, now Justice Brett Kavanaugh. And uh, uh, Vanessa Tyson, who, by the way, is a proud Democrat, that's how she describes herself, is going after the Democrat who is next in line if Ralph Northam, he of the white hooded, I do the moonwalk in blackface, governor of Virginia, along with his attorney general, who also thought it was funny to be a rapper with blackface, apparently in Virginia, it was entirely cool to do that. 
Enjoy Friday night dinners at the American German Club. Doors open at 5 p.m. every Friday night of the year. Dinner, dessert, and coffee services are optional, serve from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. only. There's a live band from 7 to 11 playing ballroom, standards, party music, and German traditional. Full bar with liquor and wine, including German and domestic beers on tap. $10 for admission and dinner is just $12. Visit AmericanGermanClub.org for more information. Again, going back to Assad, Assad is not an enemy, is he an, ad is he an adversary mm. of the United States? We have to look to who poses a threat to the United States no, and no, the American I understand people. that, but there are a lot of people who don't pose a direct military threat to the United States who consider themselves to be adversaries of the United States. That, that Vladimir is... Putin poses uh, or considers uh, America to be an enemy. We consider Russia to be an adversary. I'm just asking, do you consider Assad to be an adversary of the United States? When I look at whether it's Syria Syria or Turkey or Russia or China or other countries in the world, I look at what are their interests mm -hmm. and are their interests counter to our interests. So what would you say he is to the United States? If you cannot say that he's an adversary or an enemy, what is Assad to the U.S.? What is the word? You can describe it however you want to describe it. My, I want to know how you describe my it. My point is that whether it is Syria or any of these other countries, we need to look at how their interests are counter to or aligned with ours. Are, is it, are interests aligned with ours? What are Assad's <laughs> interests? Assad seems interested in the slaughter primarily of his own people, in part. I mean, how does survival, that line up? Survival, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, he, he also and he seems uses, to be willing to go to great ends to do that. He also uses weapons of mass destruction on I mean, his adversary, own people as well. I, just, I mean, we, we can talk about all these things. My point here is... Is it important you, to talk about these things? My, it's that he uses it's chemical important. weapons on his own people? Of course, of course. It's important to talk about how our military is being used, mm -hmm. what it is costing them, what it is costing the American people, and whether or not those missions, those objectives, serve the security of the United States and the American people. Uh, stick a fork in her. Tulsi Gabbard is done. When the left starts eating her up, um, which they've been doing on a regular basis, she has nowhere to go. Just saying. You know, uh, the... Democratic Party has literally reassured me or ensured that Donald Trump is going to get to be the president uh, again in 2020. Because if you look at this uh, this whole eco thing that they're doing, oh my. Now they're talking about rebuilding every single building. And uh, it, it, in their Green New Deal... Upgrade or replace every building in the United States for state-of-the-art energy efficiency. End all traditional forms of energy in the next 10 years. Ban nuclear energy within 10 years. Build trains across oceans and end all air travel. Let me, let me repeat that one because that's just too, too funny. Build trains. <laughs> I, mean, I got to try and do this seriously. I'm going to put on my serious face. Build trains across oceans and end all air travel. Build out high-speed rail at a scale where air travel stops becoming necessary. Refuse to invest in any new technology of carbon capture and storage. Just plant trees instead. Mandate that all new jobs be unionized. Carbon tax cap-and-trade, 
How much is this going to cost, this uh, new green deal? No estimate. No, no estimate at all. However, as uh, the genius Ocasio-Cortez admits, even if every billionaire and company came together and were willing to pour all the resources at their disposal into this investment, the aggregate value of the investments they could make would not be sufficient. Oh, good. So then how will it be paid for? Don't worry about it. She said the Federal Reserve can extend credit to power these projects and investments and new public banks can be created to extend credit. The question isn't how we will pay for it, Ocasio-Cortez says, but what we will do with our new shared prosperity. I love it. I, You know, I couldn't be happier because I really thought that the Republicans didn't seem to have a cohesive uh, strategy for 2020. They don't. They really don't. But uh, the Democrats' strategy is going to guarantee the election of more congressmen from the Republican Party and absolutely um, a re-election of one Donald J. Trump. It's just... It's just like a dream come true. I don't know about the rest of you, but you know, every now and again, um, I have to pinch myself uh, when I realize how it has to be. It has to be divine that everything comes together for Donald Trump. Even things that make no sense at all. Like how would you start this green committee, um, this uh, climate change committee in the house and not put Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on it. I mean, isn't all this uh, basically her idea? Isn't she the physical embodiment of the climate change the contingent? Yeah, she actually is, which makes it just beyond my... Uh, I, I give a very short joy index these days because a lot of things are so depressing. Just looking at the way um, Americans talk about terminating human life outside of the womb or even inside of the womb. That stuff depresses me. I get depressed when I think about the kind of, uh, you know, lack of civic education that young people experience in schools or uh, they're forced to go through these ridiculous uh, core curriculums like this uh, nonsense that the kids in, in South Florida were subject all of florida were subjected to this common core crap and it isn't going to be fully gone until like 2020 i think you should just dis eliminate it right now period and uh and and the kids would be a lot better off than a phase out i i really um I, there's a lot of stuff to make me feel terrible that's why i count on the democrats to give me some joy the republicans don't give me much joy although ron DeSantis, so far so good been providing me with uh, considerable joy. He is moving quickly to dismantle a lot of garbage uh, in the state. And it wasn't garbage that uh, Rick Scott put in place, but he was saddled with and he went in one direction and made lots of changes and did a great job. But now Ron DeSantis comes along as the cleanup uh, hitter and he gets to undo some of the pre-existing damage and build on the success 
of Rick Scott. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not worried too much about the state of Florida. We are getting a huge influx of New Yorkers and the likes, which are never good for our voting demographic. You know, they love to leave those high tax states. They leave California and they go off to Texas and Nevada where they're not going to get taxed into oblivion. And then they bring their crappy politics with them. And you begin to see these uh, red states turning purple and then ultimately they turn actually turn blue. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of disconcerting. Um, but uh, I'm hopeful that there'll be enough of us holding down uh, for our side. You know, it's a battle. It's a battle every single day. And if you're not willing to fight the battle, then don't even uh, opine about it. The one thing I get really tired of is people who want to give me their opinion, unsolicited, mind you, um, and yet they have done absolutely no um, discovery on the issues. They haven't uh, bothered even in, in any way, shape, or form to uh, do a little homework, do a little research, watch a little news, you know, read a few websites. Uh, even if you're reading the wrong newspapers, read something. You know, know something about what's going on. Or else don't talk about it. That's all. You know, at least I, I have respect for the people who say I'm not into politics. I have no idea. I'm not even voting. You know, that's an honest um, statement. It's the people who go, well, um, I was listening last night to, uh, you know, Chuck Todd. And I, I know that, uh, you know, Donald Trump's a racist. And I'm like, what? You were listening to who? And you know what? And then, you know, you just scratch your head. Uh, and there's a whole lot of that kind of mor moronic behavior that goes on. But um, it's your fault if you don't know. There's plenty of ways to gather information. I don't have any problem uh, getting research done. I can do it in the middle of the night. You don't even have to have uh, time during the day. You don't have to log on between 9 and 5. Uh, you know, if I get up at 2 o'clock in the morning and I want to find out what exactly is in the new Green Deal... I can go online and get as much information as is available on it, even more sometimes. If I want to read the testimony of uh, any given congressional hearing, like I wanted to read the testimony that Hans von Spakowski uh, gave to a congressional hearing about H.R. 1 before I interviewed him yesterday, I looked that up at 2 o'clock in the morning the night before. You know, and, and it, so it is a matter of how interested are you? How detail-driven are you? And if you're not, then why not? It's never been easier. There was a time when I had to sit around with a highlighter and newspapers and, you know, pens and papers and try and, uh, you know, go to the library and look at microfiche to get any research done. Now it's like uh, I could do it on my phone. I could be lying in bed in the dark and find out what's in the new Green Deal. So if you don't know, it's because you don't care. And if you don't care, then stay the heck out of our politics, all right? Don't vote, don't discuss it, and leave me alone. That's all. I, you have every right to detach yourself from what's going on. What you don't have a right to do is blather incessantly uh, and, and just literally repeat things that you've heard Adri Andrea Mitchell say. You know, I'm not interested. I, if I wanted to know what Andrea Mitchell was saying, I'd watch Andrea Mitchell, and I don't. So that should be it. Inside politics, a big story this morning about uh, Howard Schultz. What did I predict? That he was just going to get better and better and better, which he is, and that he was absolutely going to get a tremendous amount of support and, in fact, from both sides of the aisle, which he has. As a matter of fact, look for him 
to announce his candidacy in a third party as soon as the end of this month. I, I predict it will happen by February 28th. And all signs are pointing in the direction of a, uh, a, 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 a grande latte. And that, that's, that's what's going to happen. Howard Schultz is going to serve the American people a mocha frappuccino Schultz. And uh, there are going to be plenty of people who vote for him, which will diminish uh, the pathetic candidate on the Democrat side in any case, which will mean, mm, I'm thinking 47 states go for Trump, maybe 46 states go for Trump. I know that seems hard to believe right now, but um, mark down this day, okay? Just do that for me. That uh, Joyce said uh, on on this uh, February 7th of 2019 that Donald Trump was going to win, let me, let me be as precise as I can, going to win approximately 45 to 47 states in 2020. Sounds completely implausible right now, doesn't it? I'm willing to write that down and bury it in a time capsule. That's how sure I am. Welcome back. Um, you can't really imagine sometimes uh, how difficult it is to stay focused when I have so much, you know, so many screens in front of me and they're all like, you know, just filled with punditry. It's not even news. I can't find any news. We probably need to put C-SPAN on one of these uh, TVs, although that's not news. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. It's not news either. I just have to keep checking online. But, you know, you got this guy is doing that and that guy is doubling down and there's the standoff in Venezuela. And it's like, wow, you know that Donald Trump is not in um, major hot water when MSNBC is talking about Venezuela. That's the tick tip because if they were talking about Venezuela, it's because there there's no really bad stuff on Donald Trump that they can come up with. And they certainly don't want to report that 76% of people really thought it was a great speech. You know, that would be uh, dreadful for them to have to talk about, right? The, uh, the idea that you have this New Deal and Ocasio-Cortez not being sat on the committee, I'm now getting emails from all over the country, um, and, and they are basically all say LOL, you know, and, that, and that's, that's pretty funny, you know. Did you know that, um, that there's enough, there are enough subpoenas out right now that, uh, that you could literally wallpaper the Statue of Liberty with these subpoenas and these since the Democrats took power. There are going to be so many congressional hearings and investigations that we won't be able to keep up with it. And what the Democrats really don't understand, and this is what I'm talking about, why I believe Donald Trump is going to win like 45 states. And I had somebody text message me, one of my friends who said, um, are these the five states you think he'll lose? And they had most of them right, but uh, they had one wrong, um, in my opinion, in my, my opinion. Now, remember, I was the person who said that uh, Donald Trump was going to win uh, a vast majority of the counties in America and become the next president, and everybody thought I was psychotic. And uh, what exactly happened on, uh, in November of 
of 2016. Oh, that's right. He won uh, the predominantly all the counties, and Hillary Clinton won like you know 40 40 counties or some crazy number. All of them on the coasts. Um, so I, I, I'm really you know I make these these calls not because I'm a pro- prophet, even though I do believe I have prophetic uh, abilities. Um, I make these calls because I begin to see things line up maybe sooner than other people see it because I spend so much time immersed in it. Like my husband can tell you that he spends hours and hours and hours studying the God's word, right? And I spend hours and hours and hours stuttering, stuttering, (laughs) studying what's going on in politics. And then I also spend a lot of time studying God's word and I can find a bridge between those two things which is pretty incredible, and that's where the prophetic part comes in. I see God's hand all over. I 